Welcome to the Abbot Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Just so shall your descendants be. Today we find ourselves stargazing with Abram and God, but underlying that consoling imagery of the stars in the sky, there's also a certain tension in the air here. And behind that tension lingers the question, does God remember his promises? While God wants Abram, soon to be Abraham, to know how much he is going to bless him, Abraham seems slightly jaded this morning, like someone who's been promised a whole lot for a long time and hasn't seen the results. But Abraham can point his finger to the problem. O Lord God, he begins, what good will your gifts be if I keep on being childless? You have given me no offspring. We can sense the tension. But years ago, God had promised Abraham scores of descendants impossible to count, as numerous as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your descendants also can be counted, said the Lord. But as of now, the only reason Abram's descendants are impossible to number is because there are none. Did Abraham somehow misunderstand God's plan? Was there a gimmick? But the word of the Lord makes it clear to Abraham in no uncertain terms this morning that he has not forgotten his promises. The word of the Lord's response to Abraham shows that God can also meet Abraham's tension, responding to him with what seems to us like sarcasm. Count the stars if you can, the Lord dares Abraham, knowing certainly that he cannot. Almost tongue-in-cheek, the Lord invites Abraham to go ahead, take a census of the stars an impossible cosmic census to reveal the immeasurable vastness of just how much I'm going to bless you. Go ahead. So no, God has not forgotten his promise, but has now even expanded it by taking the matter to space. And later on, God will even add the sand on the seashore to the count. So whether we're talking about dust or stars or sand, 
it's clear that whether Abraham looks up or down, he will always see the symbols of God's promise to him everywhere he looks. And now, after this striking conversation, now Abraham puts his faith in God. And after Abraham puts his faith in God, the scene takes a rather unsettling turn, and the tension grows. And we find suddenly the stargazing is over. For God initiates a striking covenant ritual, and we hear that as the sun was about to set, a trance fell upon Abram, and a deep, terrifying darkness enveloped him. God had just told him not to fear, and then allows darkness to envelop him. Does the Lord expect Abraham in this deep and terrifying darkness still to put his faith in God, to believe that God will fulfill his promise of blessings in the darkness? And the answer is yes. That even engulfed by darkness, God's promise of blessings still stands. For there, moving in the shadows, what does Abram see before him but a smoking furnace and a flaming torch? The Lord sends his own light to Abraham in his darkness. And not just light for Abraham, but the light for all his recently promised offspring. Our lectionary strangely omits this very important detail of the conversation. When the Lord wants Abram to know, even to experience for a moment, the darkness that his promised children will experience, and how the Lord will help them still. The word of the Lord said, Your descendants will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be slaves there, and they will be oppressed for four hundred years, but I will bring judgment on the nation which they serve, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation. So it's God's plan to save them from their darkness too. For just as the Lord sent to Abraham the smoking furnace and the flaming torch, the Lord will come to Abraham's offspring as a pillar of cloud and fire to be their guide and their light. Yes, God will allow them many experiences of deep and terrifying darkness, but no matter how their darkness prevails, no matter how dark their circumstances become, the Lord makes known that he will still fulfill his promises to bless and prosper them. He will be their very light. And this promise that the Lord extends to Abram's children extends also to us. The scriptures say that all those who have faith are children of Abraham. And similarly, the Lord allows each of us to experience darkness, sometimes deep and terrifying. And yet this darkness need never compromise our anticipation that God will fulfill his promises to us as well. Perhaps the Lord allows us to experience this deep and terrifying darkness so as to extinguish all the other lights we cling to, all the other lights we look to lead us, all the other lights save his own. 
And as God encouraged Abraham to count the stars, so we too in our darkness can look to the stars for hope, or at least to the one which prophecy and the scriptures direct our gaze. You do well to pay attention to this, says St. Paul, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. And what is this morning star we await within, or rather who? Did not Jesus say in Revelation, I am the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star? It is in this morning star, in this Jesus, that we see how God's promise to Abraham was fulfilled in superabundance an outcome of such incredible goodness, far exceeding the patriarch's hope. For he who in the darkness sent smoke and flame to Abraham, he who descended as a pillar of cloud and fire to Abraham's descendants, now descends to us as man, true God and true man. In God's remarkable plan, the word of God, which once was which once promised descendants to Abraham would himself become a descendant of Abraham, the incarnate Savior, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. The genealogies of the Gospels do, after all, call the Messiah, Son of Abraham. He came to be the light in our darkness, the true light which enlightens every man and our bright morning star. So even though somewhat tense, I think that stargazing with Abraham and the Lord this morning can prove very fruitful. And with the light of the morning star shining within us, perhaps Abraham's descendants are far more like the stars than he realized those thousands of years ago looking up to the sky. Abraham may have questioned God's promise, as likewise, we question whether or when God will fulfill his promises to us now. But there is one, one daughter of Abraham, who every single day of our lives reminds us that God remembers his promises. It is Mary, whom the church also calls the morning star, the star of the sea, the luminary to whom all the other stars race to crown in the apocalypse. And Mary daily races to our side, singing to us and in us and through us the song of the morning star, her own immortal magnificat, her everlasting reminder that indeed the Lord has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.